You're listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. This is the Artist Profile Series, Episode 12. I'm Marie Tayard, and I will be your guest host for today's show. A work of art is such only because, originating from the spirit, it now belongs to the territory of the spirit. It has received the baptism of the spiritual and sets forth only what has been formed in harmony with the spirit. These are the words of George Willem Friedrich Hegel. Hegel was a German philosopher who lived from 1770 to 1831 during the Enlightenment era. In a time where Western humanity was focused on philosophies such as skepticism, rationalism, and empiricism, Hegel promoted the pursuit of spirit and products of the spirit, namely art. Hegel claimed, but the aim of art is precisely to strip off the matter of everyday life and its mode of appearance, and by spiritual activity from within, bring out only what is absolutely rational, and give to it its true external configuration. During the Enlightenment, there was a new emphasis on nature and natural forces as a means to connect to the world and to God. Deism prevailed during this time, the worldview that if God exists, he is not concerned with the daily affairs of mankind that God created the universe, but that the world operates without God's daily influence. Contrary to the great thinkers of his time, such as Immanuel Kant, Hegel believed that the spirit of mankind should be held higher than the processes of nature we might observe. He wrote, God is more honored by what the spirit makes than by the productions and formations of nature. Hegel's writings during the Enlightenment, particularly his work entitled Aesthetics, Lectures on Fine Art, went against the ideals of his time. His lectures have been hailed as the most comprehensive reflection on the essence of art in the Western world. I discovered Hegel while preparing a lecture for a course on art as philosophy and religion at Kilns College, where I serve as faculty. As a visual artist myself, I was at once entranced by his deep reflections on originality and creativity. He proclaimed, the artist must not only have looked around at much in the world and made himself acquainted with its outer and inner manifestations, but he must have drawn much and much that is great into his own soul. His heart must have been deeply gripped and moved thereby. He must have done and lived through much before he can develop the true depths of life into concrete manifestations. Hegel is most regarded for his philosophy works that epitomize German idealist philosophy. He advanced his own system of philosophy divided into the science of logic, the philosophy of nature, and the philosophy of spirit. His work, Philosophy of Right, written in 1821, explores humanity, its systems including moral, legal, religious, economic, and political institutions, as well as marriage, family, 
social classes, and other forms of human organization. Along with his exploration of systems and institutions, Hegel was a devout patron of the arts, particularly theater, music, and art galleries, although Hegel himself was not an artist. Yet, his reflections contribute significantly to the artist community and the artistic enterprise. Compiled from his handwritten notes and published by one of his students, Heinrich Gustav Hotho, after Hegel's death, Hegel's lectures on fine art constitute two volumes of notes from lectures given in Heidelberg in 1818 and in Berlin from 1820 through 1829. He spoke prolifically on the origins and operations of imagination, morality, and spiritual inspiration. On inspiration, Hegel writes, Inspiration cannot be summoned by a spiritual intention to produce. A man who simply resolves to be inspired in order to write a poem, paint a picture, or compose a tune without already carrying in himself some theme as a living stimulus and must just hunt around here and there for some material, then no matter what his talent, cannot on the strength of this mere intention form a beautiful conception or produce a solid work of art. Hegel was greatly influenced by Kant, but unlike Kant, he believed that Jesus was the template for bridging divinity and humanity. He extolled that faith does not exclude reason, but also includes reason and spirit. As such, Hegel was challenged by the orthodoxy of his time. He believed that beyond the duties of law, man must also appreciate the divine mysteries, which can be accessed through the spirit. He wrote, in religion, finite life rises to infinite life. Moreover, Hegel regarded art as a manifestation of the spirit world, that finite art represents the infinite realities of the heart. He wrote, therefore, the work of art stands higher than any natural product which has not made this journey through the spirit. I find Hegel's thoughts very much aligned with biblical text, particularly Luke chapter 6, verse 45, which reads, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. With his staggering contribution to the artistic enterprise, interestingly enough, Hegel did ascribe hierarchy to art. Hegel, as a philosopher and lecturer, advanced that painting was the highest form of art because painting requires more exclusive use of the spirit to capture its themes. For example, he could not conceive of sculpture as art because for him, sculpture was a too real imitation of reality. While I would personally disagree that painting is the highest art form, I do concur with Hegel that painting can be infused with accessible elements of the spirit. Hegel wrote, nowadays, 
the flattish trivialities with only a pretense of humor and its external color are supposed to be ingenious and deep. By its grotesquely combining things which have no real connection with one another. And the relations into which his humor brings them together are almost indecipherable. Having died in 1831, Hegel had no idea cubism, expressionism, Dada, and surrealist art would soon be produced. I have often mused if Hegel had the chance to view the wondrous works of Pablo Picasso, Rene Magritte, and Salvador Dali, if he would hold a higher regard for non-traditional renderings of the mind and spirit. I wonder if he would support Picasso who, driven by unpredictable imagination, once said, I paint objects as I think them, not as I see them. I do suspect that Hegel might be vindicated because he did write, for the genuine artist has a natural impulse and an immediate need to give form at once to everything that he feels and imagines. Because I deeply respect his views, I would like to believe Hegel would admire modern and contemporary artists who give form to authentic, albeit impulsive, but nonetheless well-conceived art, regardless of the medium. To conclude this introduction to Hegel, as he discusses art as a byproduct of the spirit, we must be careful to isolate that to the general public, his views fall into the area of monism, which is opposed to historical Christianity. Monism promotes that the spirit becomes aware of itself through nature and self-discovery, and that the spirit is actualized through self-expression, rather than through relationship with God and an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Hegel wrote, The spirit and the heart must be richly and deeply educated by life, experience, and reflection before genius can bring into being anything mature of sterling worth and complete in itself. All said, Hegel had the highest regard for art as a work of the spirit and for art's capacity to move artists and viewers beyond the mundane. He extolled the virtues of art and its ability to give concrete form to the spirit. Thus, let's revisit this quote from Hegel. But the aim of art is precisely to strip off the matter of everyday life and its mode of appearance, and by spiritual activity from within, bring out only what is absolutely rational and give to it its true external configuration. Thank you for listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. This episode is sponsored by Kilns College. Kilns College is a 100% online graduate program with one-of-a-kind degrees to equip leaders in restorative justice. Visit kilnscollege.org. Be sure to join us again next week for a full interview episode.